0: Discussing the commodities markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors, and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Commodity Watch Radio with Dominic Frisbee. Welcome to Commodity Watch Radio with me, Dominic Frisby. Commodity Watch Radio is hosted in association with Mindsight.com. Arch Crawford is the author of the newsletter Crawford Perspectives, which he's been publishing since 1977. He uses technical analysis and planetary cycles in order to time the markets. Sometimes it works very well, amazingly so, and sometimes it doesn't. But in 2008, he was judged um, the number one market timer for the 2008 calendar year by Halbert's Financial Digest. Arch, welcome to Commodity Watch Radio. It's great to have you on. Um, let's start with, with the with the short-term markets. What, what, what do you see happening? When I say the short-term, over the next three to six months, what, what's going to happen?
1: Okay, I thought you meant over the next three to six
0: days. Well, okay, I'll tell you what, let's do the next three to six days and then we can do the next three to six months.
1: Well, I would think that this, uh, we have begun a bit of a pullback rally, uh, a pullback uh, corrective phase, and that it might last another week or two um, and then I think we'll have higher highs during the summer months, but not much higher. I think we've seen the bulk of the high momentum rise, so that we'll begin sort of waffling and uh, rolling over with a little bit higher high, down again, a little bit higher high like that, but during the summer. And by uh, our, the end of the, the summer uh, vacation period, I think it's the last time that I would um, getting short again for another dip into the fall. I don't expect it to be as bad as last year, but it may be. Uh, But the really bad time um, that I see for markets and people and the Earth in general is um, the following summer in 2010, some of the most massive, uh, powerful planetary alignments that I've seen and uh, that would be major changes on the Earth in, in civilizations. And I don't know if it'll be earthquakes or uh, major Earth changes, but it'll certainly be uh, change the, the face of our civilization.
0: And what type of planetary cycles are these? What, what is the alignment?
1: Okay, on uh, the July the 27th to 30th, Mars is conjunct Saturn at zero Libra opposing Uranus at zero Aries and, uh, and Jupiter's there at three Aries, exactly squaring Pluto at three Capricorn. In other words, it's a massive T-square involving uh, five planets, five major, you know, power planets. And they're, at, and, and they're at zero degrees of the cardinal signs, which means they'll affect the whole Earth.
0: And, I mean, what does that mean? If you don't mind, I'm afraid that was <laughs> that that didn't mean that a great deal to me. the world
1: after that time will not be uh, recognizable to us, and I mean, I mean, the, the the map of countries or the the leaders of countries or the the governments of countries and may be blurred or or thrown apart or overthrown or I don't know what it means. <laughs> I wish I knew. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm
0: inferring some kind of war or something from what you're saying there.
1: Well, it would be um, massive, yes. And it may be, I doubt if it'll be isolated, it'll be a world incident.
0: And Um, when was the last time that the planets were lined up like this? I have not seen it before. I mean, it wasn't like this in, I don't know, Roman times or something?
1: Oh, I haven't looked. I'm not going to predict the stock market. It's only been going since, what,
0: 1896. <laughs> all right. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's it's, it's, it's fairly major, w- w- what you're predicting, and fa- fairly global and fairly kind of cataclysmic. Uh, is there a chance you could be wrong?
1: Well, it's the most cataclysmic-looking planetary alignment, and uh, my experience is that most of them have had some kind of uh, major effect on the Earth. They haven't all affected the stock market, however. And that's some of my major errors have been where there was a massive alignment, or a pretty bad one, and um, like the Challenger exploded the, uh, with the astronauts on it, uh, or Ch- Chernobyl blew up, um, and and neither of those had any effect, much effect on the, the stock market. Also, there was, um, when I can't figure out what the uh, planets mean, uh, to the stock market, I'll go to an old German book called uh, The Combination of Stellar Influences by Ebertine, and I'll check the, these three planets in combination together, and then the middle three planets, and then the right hand three planets. Uh, and there was a solar eclipse involving Venus, Saturn, and Pluto, and uh, I couldn't figure it anyway from Sunday. And um, the book says Tragic Love. Socially awkward. And that's what I put in my newsletter for that day. And it was the day Princess Diana died. My goodness me. And it was, again, not affecting the stock market hardly at all. Um, So
0: what do you I mean, you've given us your kind of picture of the overall direction of the stock market for the next. uh, Well, for the next year or so. I mean, what, what are you bullish about? Do you like gold or oil?
1: Um, I like gold, and I think um, any kind of things having to do with survival and food and and real things in the ground, both food and and metals. And I think I'm bearish on fiat currencies because I think there will be um, a shaking of the um, confidence that holds our type of civilization together and that all of the, the nations that used to be um, backed partially or fully by gold, none of them are backed by anything right now except the promise to give you two tens for a 20.
0: <laughs> and
1: <laughs> I would rather have some gold <laughs> and maybe a field of wheat.
0: <laughs> okay, and, and um, I mean, would you, would you recommend the paper derivatives of these products, the ETFs and that kind of thing?
1: Over the short term, yes. Over the over the cataclysmic times, you should have at least enough gold in your pocket to bribe the border guards.
0: My goodness me, Arch, this is proper guns and tins and head-for-the-mountain stuff that's coming Well, out. you
1: know, we're talking about uh, most civilizations all around the world are looking to that Mayan calendar date of 2012 in December as uh, something, the biggest thing happening in 26,000 years. You're familiar with that? I
0: I am familiar with it. I was I was just uh, trying to think of a of a question to ask you in relation to it. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I looked at that date, and uh, it, that date does not look as important. You know, they're talking about the winter solstice, but I find the um, the fall equinox that year has some of the same uh, qualities as this July late July date in uh, 2010, where there's a, another one of the Uranus. Pluto squares, which, I don't know, maybe it'll flip the poles or something. I don't know what it'll do. But um, indigenous people all around the world are looking for this period as uh, a major event where the pole, I think it's the pole of the Earth, is pointed towards the galactic center. And it happens once in 26,000 years. And, like, major magnetic things happen as we pass through the positive-negative pole of the galaxy, (laughs) <laughs>
0: it should be a fun ride. <laughs> My goodness me, yeah. <laughs> so what uh, what steps are you taking to prepare yourself for all of this?
1: Well, you know, the Mormons over here require you to have 2 years worth of food and water in your home, and I think that's a pretty good um survival measure. Um our new president is talking about taking, you know, about limiting the use of guns. And uh, the guns are selling out over here like crazy, and you can't get ammunition. It's all sold out. Wow.
0: Um, okay. And uh, what about? Uh, do you invest? In, what about mining companies? We have a lot of listeners to this show who uh, who uh, trade in mining stocks. We, do, are you bullish about those?
1: Yes, I am. Um, again, over the near term, when when the whole thing begins to break down, I don't think it will much matter, but. Um, for investment purposes over the next year i I like best shorting the stocks right and secondarily, you know owning some real things uh that might be helpful in any situation like water filters and um, and uh, well, I don't know i want to say guns, but <laughs> okay. we don't know what's gonna happen here
0: absolutely and and uh um, what are your What's your view on the bond market?
1: The, all of the bonds ran way up as we had this um, drop to zero interest rates by the federal banks. And um, they've been coming back down since. I was interviewed on CNBC over here the day after Christmas, and they asked what my favorite investments were. I said short the bonds and long the goal. And so I, th- I think that's worked out pretty well so far. And I think it will continue after, uh, you know, there'll be jagged counter-trend moves in both of them. But uh, the general trend, I think, will be much higher in the metals and much lower in the bonds.
0: And do you have eventual long-term tar- targets for them?
1: I uh, know, but I would say, you know, where the laws are changing, uh, our government may be stepping in and changing the um, – the uh, contracts of the, of the bonds existing in, the, in our um, auto industry is really a shock to, um, to law in general, the background of law in, in our civilization. They, they're going to move in and they're going to change the, the uh, written contracts of uh, mortgages and, and the bonds of the companies that are going down. So it's it's a very distressing uh, time. I believe it may be um, the good of civilization may be that, you know, in, in the Depression in uh, the 30s, everybody belonged to um, a church and to uh, um, the Masons or the uh, Lions Club or this club or that club, and they got together and helped each other. Now everybody sits home, watches TV, and expects the government to take care of them. And they do not have a a network of um, friends and family, extended family, like they did then also.
0: I mean, I agree, Arch. I'm going to take issue with you there. I agree that... There isn't the same feeling of community that Mm -hmm. there was, you know, two or three generations ago. And uh, TV and modern media have, to a certain extent, destroyed that sense of community. But nevertheless, Mm -hmm. to describe everyone as sitting at home watching the television, waiting for the government to help them is is a little bit extreme, is it not?
1: Well, it is um, typical of our uh, population centers, whereas um, out in the countryside, uh, people are less involved in that way are less tightly intensely involved in the day-to-day technology of our world
0: and okay okay <laughs> i mean this is uh i mean is this the most negative you've ever been
1: well i've i've long felt that we were in an important age that was coming to a some kind of final climax and um there are a lot of people that agree right now that this is it
0: <laughs> my goodness me now I mean I, I've followed your work for a long time for about five years and some of your calls have been amazing but I um, was also a subscriber to your newsletter in 2006 which you have said to me was uh, one of your worst ever years um, uh-huh. I mean you were predicting crashes and, and all sorts of um, doom and gloom and you know th- the credit markets continued to expand in that time as it happens it, it was a it was a a fateful uh, expansion because it was in a way the final nail in the coffin but but nevertheless you were on the wrong side of the market so i mean w- w- what do you think about that and, and we've well, all been on the wrong side of the markets at some stage Well, so from, the time
1: I, from the time i started my newsletter i was right on the market nine times out of ten from seventy seven to eighty one that was written up by dan Dorfman in the chicago tribune um... in I'm um, predicted the top I was number one in Hulbert for the five year period ending June 1997 I predicted the top day and the crash in 1987 uh, three weeks before the top and uh, I predicted the day that Saddam Hussein attacked Kuwait <laughs> the day that Diana died the, the, the problems around our election with George Bush the last time and uh, it's been uh, worthwhile most years. I was number two in Holbert in 2002. Uh, there have been four crashes during my career, and I predicted all of them, and maybe one or two more. But I caught the ones um, that actually occurred exactly so that the time frame was for the potential of something like that happening, and four times out of six, they did.
0: Just talking about the art, the one of the flaws, if you like, in 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 this type of work is that I could say, you know, next Wednesday, the 20th of May, um, there's going to be uh, trouble in the north or or, or use a phrase like that. And then Mm -hmm. come Thursday, I can look back at Wednesday and maybe there'll be some incident in Russia or some incident in the north of England or some incident somewhere that could be described as trouble in the north? Can you not kind of apply events after the time to the prediction?
1: Oh, well, my predictions are far more specific than that, and often to the day. Uh, For instance, um, I predicted 9-11. What I said specifically was, uh, the headline of my newsletter September 4th, 2001, was uh, market to crash by October 5th. And on the back page, I said that um, the United States will be at war around the weekend of the 7th or 8th of September. And I went on to say that if that war happened in the Middle East, the price of oil would rise and some other things. So no other astrologer or psychic or card reader or economist (laughs) ever said anything close to that. And the only other astrologer that uh, added to that was uh, Robert Zawa who was is also a friend of mine, and he said he wouldn't be surprised to see a terrorist act on American soil during September of oh one so he, he got the place better than me, and I got the deep within three days.
0: Well, I mean, it's amazing stuff when you get it right it's it's amazing. Um, yes, it
1: is and and there's some that have not much happened I think the uh there was a grand cross in august uh, with a solar eclipse uh in august the 11th i think it was of 99 and that was really one of the most massive things in the and the other major error that i made that it, w- it looked terrible and nothing much happened that day a week later wh- right over wh- right under where the eclipse had passed in bod turkey i think it was a city was destroyed by an earthquake But uh, it didn't, again, it didn't do much to markets. The markets were drifting lower around that time into October. But then we had a 50% gain in the NASDAQ as we were coming out of that period. And the following year, when um, Saturn squared the place of that eclipse, was the worst down day in the NASDAQ over here. Mm -hmm. So, I mean,
0: have we we got any dates to be looking out for in the coming weeks and months?
1: Oh, yes. Well, I, I'm saying that um, our Labor Day at the end of the vacation time will probably be uh, the time to get short again. What and, is that? Uh, what is
0: Labor Day? What, what's the date of Labor Day?
1: It's uh, the first weekend in September. Oh, so okay. All, all the Europeans are back from vacation, <laughs> and so are we. Okay. Um, uh, Actually, the, thing, uh, the seasonal pattern in gold tends to be a high in May, because of the Indian marriage season and a low in late August or early September, because of the um, vacation of European jewelers and and uh, dentists, mm-hmm. unless there are geopolitical events that you know override that, the, that cycle.
0: Well, I, I'm looking for a low in gold sometime in in July or August. But I I've recently read that the Indians have stopped buying gold because they think it's too expensive. Uh huh. But we'll see. Well, the Chinese are buying plenty. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Arch, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, and, and, and it's a real eye-opener hearing what you have to say, and, and you're a proper contrarian, and, and, you know, you do things your own way and and don't listen to kind of mainstream opinion. And so, you know, congratulations on that. Um, why don't you, your newsletter is called Crawford Perspectives. Do you want to give out your website and some information about the newsletter?
1: Yes, certainly. The The newsletter... Um, is 250, 250 US the same as it was in 1977? The website is CrawfordPerspectives.com, and you can Google Arch Crawford. It's easier than spelling out Crawford Perspectives. If okay. You don't to spell it. Um, and you and gave I mean, me
0: some good stats before we began the phone call about uh, your performance last year. Why don't Why don't you just tell the listeners those?
1: Well, the um, Holbert digest uh, follows my uh, timing signals two ways. Yeah, uh, one is uh, to buy long only, and when you get out of the stocks, then they go into T-bills, and in that account I made six percent. Um, in in the one that allows shorting on margin, I made a hundred and six percent basis the Wilshire 5000 index, and uh, so they he averages the two and comes up with plus fifty six percent. The number two um, newsletter made 21%, the number 10 made 3% and most of the others lost money on the year. Of the other 500 lost money on the year.
0: So 490 out of 500 newsletter writers last year lost money.
1: No, I would say that there was a a fair number between 3% and zero. Okay. But only 10 made more than 3%. (laughs) That's
0: unbelievable. It gives you an idea how, how people's money has been decimated or people's wealth has been decimated over the last 18 months. Yes, indeed. Well, um, Arch, uh, like I say, thank you very much, uh, and uh, I'd love to get you back on in a in a, in a few weeks or months, and uh, maybe we can get your outlook uh, uh, w- once again. And, and thanks very much for coming on Commodity Watch Radio.
1: Thanks, and don't forget that I went long on March the 12th, three days after the bottom.
0: <laughs> okay, nice call, nice call. <laughs> and what Good are you well. now? You, you're kind of neutral now. Neut- um,
1: I am still long in the newsletter, and I will be getting out, sometime when uh, I have a technical signal in the summertime, and I'll be heavily short by the first weekend in September.
0: And, uh, very quickly, your favorite technical indicators of sign of the planets?
1: Um, I like the Granville's on-balance volume I like very much. Uh, I keep an eye on the, um, the, CB, the Chicago Options uh, Volatility Index, the VIX, VIX. I like uh, the Trend that, or Arms Index that was de- developed or at least promoted by Richard Arms, who's also a friend. Um, and uh, the Elliott Wave, I'm interested in, but I talk to Precter when I want to know about that.
0: Oh, you just phone him up. <laughs> 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 I suppose it's easier than subscribing to his newsletter, but anyway. Good stuff. exchange. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Arch, um, thanks very much, and, uh, and and I'll talk to you soon.
1: A pleasure,
0: sir. Cheers. Take care. Commodity Watch Radio is presented and produced by Dominic Frisby for Mindsight, with music by Manolo Kemp. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our bulletin board at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com.